This is Culture Bites coming to you from the National News in Abu Dhabi. I'm Ina Sarifai. And I'm Farah Andrews. I got a bit of a complaint last week because I, I said Rafai again. Oh, you've been getting backlash <laughs> for your own name. <laughs> Forgot my name again. Anyway, we have got a jam-packed show for you today. Um, I don't know how we're going to get through this all. There is a lot. There is a lot on our running order today. So we are going to be talking today about what's been going on in Abu Dhabi and around. And I'll also be uh, talking about the new Assassin's Creed game. We're also going to be talking about Wes Anderson's new films. And how AI can help you find books that you totally forgot about. A good thing about AI. Oh my goodness. I think there's so many good things about AI. But before we start, if you want to get all the episodes as they come out, please make sure to follow us and subscribe on your favourite podcasting app. And tell your friends. Oh yeah, that's number one. Tell everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So it has been, if anybody who lives in Abu Dhabi this week... Mm-hmm. I have experienced the traffic um, and the the chaos and excitement around Adipeg because it's just taken over the city. It, uh, yeah, what do you, you described it as in quite a funny way to me. <laughs> I described it as the burning man of Abu Dhabi. And I don't want to get fired, but I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a really, it's, it's such an important um, event that happens here in the region and it's really is bringing together global, global um, industries. So for our listener that maybe doesn't know what Adipec is yeah can you describe it in like what's the elevator pitch for it sure okay elevator pitch is oil and gas <laughs> and energy and actually looking forward towards right. like a really like how the UAE and the world is going to become more green mm-hmm. but all of those industries energy industries basically come together and there's a big conference and they will talk about it so it's definitely created a bit of a buzz in Abu Dhabi I, I heard that like um a lot yeah Taxi drivers have been really enjoying the bus. It's been busy. I haven't been working this week, so I haven't. I live in Dubai. I drive up to Abu Dhabi three days a week. I haven't done that this week until today. Let me tell you, (laughs) there were more people in Abu Dhabi today. (laughs) And there were definitely people who don't do that commute every day. There were some newbies on the road today. Yeah, I mean, I had to go down there to go and see it for myself because it was so, there's such a buzz around it. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, really showcasing lots of different technologies which are being used in the industry and just everybody from all over the world was there like I think I got lost in you know a little corner of China a little corner of England and um, Germany so there's lots and lots of people coming to the city um, this week and it's been really exciting. So last week we spoke about the long weekend of things to do here and then I went off for the long weekend and I had myself a long holiday. (laughs) (laughs) And what was so nice is that I took quite a lot of our advice. Ah, so tell me, what did you do? I did. A, I spent as much time as I possibly could outside, which was so refreshing after a long summer indoors. So I spent a lot of time at the beach. I took my dog to the beach. I feel like so the nice. heat literally has just been switched off. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting this. People said, oh, yeah, it will get better in October. The weather will calm down. And I was like, OK, like, I'm, I have to admit. I don't mind the heat that much. I know that's controversial. Are you enjoying <laughs> this room right now, which is warm? <laughs> it's warm and I love it. I love a little room. But um, no, so I was um, I was surprised actually at how drastic it feels that now I can just sit outside. Yeah, it's basically overnight. We've gone from hiding from the great outdoors to fully embracing it, which is so nice. That's lovely. So what else did you do? Uh, two highlights from me. Number one, I went to XBA Gallery in the Alpha Hadi district which have you been no so this is down on the creek in dubai um there's the kind of 
heritage area and there's lots of cafes and shops. There's the new area called yeah. Al-Sif, but further along and they've got parts of like the original Dubai walls, the parts of the walls of the city, which is like Ooh. super interesting to read about. And in Al Fahadi, there's a hotel called XVA, X- which is XVA. XVA, okay. Um, the XVA Hotel and Gallery. So I went there for a little bit of breakfast, which was so nice. It's got a kind of courtyard cafe. And then at the moment, they've got an exhibition on called Moving Art, which is running until October 19th, I think. Ooh. I feel like there's another school trip coming on. That's what I was going to say. This is definitely our next school trip. We'll have to go or we'll go to the next exhibition. They've got such a frequent turnaround of really cool um, exhibitions that come in. They always have regional artists on show. They've got international names. Like at the moment, there's a good number of artists all take part in the exhibition, but a few include Richard um, Ketley who is South African but lives in this country, um, Barbara Wildenboer, Osama Ghati, and Halim Karim. So there's lots nice. of different artists, and it's a kind of um, multimedia. You've got some photography. You've got um, – there was a kind of holographic picture that I what? spent so long just standing in front of, kind of – you know when you kind of move your head a little bit? What? Sorry, that was probably no, awful for Mike. No, I really don't understand. Um, so a holographic picture, so what, you stand in front of a picture? And then – as you move slightly, you kind of see different parts of an image of a woman appear oh. and then she goes away and it was kind of like resplendent pinks and purples. I loved it. Wow. I love interactive art. I know yeah. we said this before on the last podcast, but I just like it if I can feel like immersed in a space and that sounds really good. So yeah, school trip, please. Definitely. We'll go down. And then my other highlight was a visit to one of my favorite restaurants in Dubai, which is Bait Mariam. Have you been? Bait Mariam? No, but I've heard about it. It's wonderful. Maybe you told me. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's homely Levantine food. And the chef, she's Palestinian, Jordanian, so you'll be at two home. feet in. I'll be at home. And it's um, it's so good. It's in the Michelin Guide. It's been the Michelin Guide two years in a row in wow. the Bib Gorman section, which means it's extraordinary food, but also really good value for money. I think my friend and I went, we wildly overordered and we took home food for like, everybody at home and spent like 120 dirhams each Ooh, so great not price. bad yeah and then so what was your a highlight dish highlight dish was the mariam salad so bait mariam is named after the chef's mum and the, the salad was just like spinach beetroot a yogurt dressing Ooh. some nuts in there oh it was so good i loved it i, I ate like the whole bowl love a good salad yeah you know i do that's like one of my things especially <laughs> coming to the middle east like i think i'm really like getting into my salad game because I've moved here and I'm like, ah, oh, you know. So you're warm. Kardashian era, but you shake the salad. And- yeah, a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> so there's other things as well happening. In- Plenty happening this week. Yeah. So do you want to, there's a big thing happening this week. I haven't got tickets. Yeah, neither do I. Oh. It's the NBA coming to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, Sports fans will be all in. Is listening to this. Like, do you give me tickets? I am six foot. I can step in if anybody needs a basketball player. A short notice. This is the thing about basketball players. They're like, <laughs> they're you're my there. People, you're not there. Your people. No, they are not my people. I'm, I'm not welcome so, on that that court. Yeah. So it's coming to Abu Dhabi. Well, it's here at the moment, and mm-hmm. it's just like I can see the lights everywhere. I think it's a really big deal, and it's just so much fun that this city can host it. And the players at the very top of their game, literally. Like we aren't seeing, not to diminish amateur sport because it's so important for everyone but mm. this is literally watching the best of the best kind of coming and being able to enjoy it in Abu Dhabi is incredible 
Last year, I didn't go because I was on holiday. Story of my life. (laughs) 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 But a lot of my friends went and they said that the atmosphere was electric. Yeah, I've just heard only good things. And like, it's really is a family day out. So it's for your whole family. There's something for everyone. It's not just watching a basketball match. Mm -hmm. There's like dances and shows and, you know, little bits in between. So I think a bit of that like American... NBA hysteria has come to the UAE and it's just really good for Am I right in saying there's a game today and then there's a game in two days time on Saturday? Yes, I believe so. And tomorrow is the first ever NBA fan fan appreciation day, which is going to take place in Abu Dhabi, which is a nice kind of way to celebrate the people who love the sport when they're here in the country. Yeah, and there's going to be lots more sport coming over as well, which I'm sure we'll talk about on the podcast. Yes, definitely. Okay, so now I want to talk about something that's really kind of exciting. Okay, so we've got the new Assassin's Creed game is launching today. Today it is out. And it's kind of a little bit of a big deal because it's based in historic Baghdad. Right. Which is like kind of like I'm thinking about my lifetime and like, you know, it's 20 years this year since the war on, on, in Iraq. Mm-hmm. And here we are with this huge game. It's like 200 million games have been sold by Assassin's Creed like since 2007, since the the launch of um, the game. Yeah, huge A, game. Massive game. And suddenly it's all in historic Baghdad. So what I, so I'm going to be honest. When I read this on our show notes, I raised an eyebrow. I was like, I don't have very much to say about gaming. Assassin's is a big part of culture. A hundred percent. It's not my area of expertise. Okay, Prince and I've of never Persia pretended. like literally was part of my childhood. Right. Duke Tell Nukem. us about it. Nukem, <laughs> Prince of Persia. There's a lot, a lot of games. <laughs> but what I really love reading about the game is that it's an Islamic art historian called Dr. Galea Anderson who has helped develop the yeah. game she has she's helped developers recreate the um abbasid yeah the abbasid Ab- abbasid sorry it's Can- okay we're all her learning make me better <laughs> we're all her learning on culture bites and um, the abbasid caliphate and she was it was a conversation with her 11 year old son that kind of opened her eyes to the fact that this could be used in a game which we're i absolutely love you. yeah I think like that's another thing. Like if we read into history, like I studied a bit of history um, at university. The Abbasid Caliphate in Baghdad, a lot of things got destroyed um, by the Mughals and like different. You know, Baghdad was over and over again invaded and things got lost and things got damaged. As you know, that's what happens in history and with time. Mm -hmm. And it's just really, it's. I feel like it's quite a statement to bring it all back to life. And they've been doing a lot of work and recreating what old Baghdad would have looked like. So in this game, you're going to be able to walk around and look at like what, you know, what old Baghdad looks like, look, looked like or what they perceived it looked like. Mm-hmm. We have our very own Baghdad videographer mm-hmm. who has been going around and today he's hope hopefully I'll get this video, but he's been really, he's um, been speaking to Baghdadis playing the game today ah. so we're hoping to get a video on that on the national website check it out we should um, also have a review of the game <laughs> very soon by the end yeah. of the day let's hope yeah our game reviewer here at the national will mm-hmm. also be reviewing the game so i think there's like a bit of hype around it and it's just really good again to see something as big as assassin's creed like looking at the middle east for inspiration yeah and kind of diving into the history in like different creative ways which is just it's it's so nice to see Oh, it's great, it's great.
Well, we move from games and we're going to go move over now to Netflix. Yes. This is a safer territory for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually super exciting. Um, right. Do you want to say what, the, what the, the, the biggest thing is that's happened this last week? Last week over on Netflix? Yeah. They did a sneaky. They just out of nowhere pulled out four short Wes Andersons. But Wes Anderson, Roldal kind of merger, which is incredible. I mean, it's it's brilliant. When I when I heard the two names together, I was like, how have we not heard them together before? Like they seem like such a perfect match. Well, we kind of have with Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh yeah, of course. I forgot about that. But then this is much more kind of like the classic Wes Anderson that we're used to seeing his yeah. um with actors the kind of like I love the so I've not watched it yet but you have I've watched it and the kind of like are they like very theatrical sets but are kind of be brought into a it, film environment it's almost choreographed yeah. so it's very Wes Anderson it's kind of choreographed there you think that the this the you know it's the same actors that are, like switch around roles. I love that. I, I think it's re- it really it's a testament to the, the you know the the amazingness of the actors, which are Benedict Cumberbatch, Richard Iowadi, Ben Kings, um, Kingsley, Dev Patel, and Rafe Fiennes. But it's also like quite self referential of Wes Anderson, isn't it? Because he uses like the same actors yeah. over and over again, and so it's a kind of sure these are short films. They're different stories, yeah. different storylines, but I can kind of stick to my guns and yeah. stick to my style and kind of use the same core set of actors throughout and it doesn't take away, it doesn't feel repetitive. No, and the actors, even though they take in all the different films, they kind of take on different roles. But even within the films, they're often acting as the narrator and as their part, which is kind of like a funny, it's a funny take on storytelling because often like Richard Iowardi, um turns to camera and narrates and he and says like and then I said and then he'll say his line so you kind of get this kind of switching I love it yeah it's really good storytelling really beautiful all of those Wes Anderson techniques of um, cinematography has been used the yellow tones that he's so famous for the symmetry it's it's really clever have you kind of done the deep dive in the Wes Anderson filters of life and kind of like going around and seeing like accidentally Wes Anderson buildings that of you kind of I have. Of course I have. I'm a, I'm a mega fan. Yeah. So like I have been following Wes Anderson for a few years and I think there was one time actually he curated the Vienna uh, Museum and it was one of those, you know when you have like an exhibition that's like on your wish list mm-hmm. and you're like I have to go and see that, I have to go and see that. I didn't see it and it's like still one of my big regrets. And um, Wes Anderson also is married to a Lebanese woman so I feel like he understands our culture too. There it is. <laughs> but you can see it in like the colours used as well. And like a lot of the shapes on the sets, there definitely does feel like there's like a very heavy regional influence on his like... It's those yellow hues. Yeah. It's beautiful. Sunlight. 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 No, he's he's really... It's he always has, golden hour in the West Anderson film. golden hour. <laughs> Which is probably why I enjoy it so much. But yeah, he's, he's really smart. Um, the storytelling, the script writing. So he's adapted a lot of the Roald Dahl books, which are these, you know, original stories, short stories, which he wrote kind of, some of them are more for an adult audience, I would say. They definitely aren't the kind of, the four stories, the four stories that he's got are Poison, The Swan, The Rat Catcher, and The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. And they aren't the kind of core Roald Dahl 
stories that you think of. No. They aren't the ones that were kind of like pillars of my childhood. But no. Roald Dahl's stories were. They were the stories that I read every night before yeah. bed. But he did write some really great short stories and they were for adults. There's there's one um, book called Someone Like You, which actually Poison comes from. Poison is one of the shorts from there. Right. And he wrote kind of like horror stories mm-hmm. as well. Um, they're really fun and they're often overlooked from the, you know, the classic Dahl catalogue. Um, so I think it's really great that Wes Anderson has actually taken them and brought them all to life. And he's used a lot of Roald Dahl's monologues exactly as they are in the book. So you're not getting too much scripted kind of intervention into right. Roald Dahl's language or how he would describe something. So I thought it was really good. And they're super watchable in time frame as well because it's like the longest is Henry Sugar, which I think is like 40 minutes and everything else is like 17, 20 minute long. Yeah, they're which short. Is, you can watch them in a hot minute. Yeah, yeah, pretty short. Amazing. I'm good. That's going to be my evening probably tonight. <laughs> I love it, love it. All four of them in one. Yeah, if anybody else watches it and really enjoys it, do drop us a line. I would love to hear from other people who enjoy them. What's your favourite Wes Anderson film? I don't put it best. That's did I say that very quickly? Yeah, you did. You said that like you've been waiting to say it the whole time you've been talking. I didn't actually think of it. I didn't actually. That's my like, favourite as well. So I'm so glad I'm, that we're I actually saw the same. there was somewhere in Abu Dhabi, like when I first arrived, that was selling the dessert in the box. Aww. And it is like a thing from one of the Korean bakeries. I think it was in Yasmol. Shout out. Yeah. Send me one. This, <laughs> one of the. Um, this dessert. isn't your pillar to get free dessert. <laughs> <laughs> Just a platform for pudding. <laughs> pudding, custard. Send me one. <laughs> no, I did see them for sale, and I was just like, "Oh, that would be great." But you know, There's I can't this one... do that and spin. Like, or you can. That is the balance of life. <laughs> Going back to the kind of accidentally was Anderson aesthetic. There's. Mm on our list of school trips that we're going to go on. And this is a very niche one, but there's this part of, so Dubai Metro, okay? Yes. There's the Dubai Metro, which is not, at, or accidentally Wes Anderson, that is very modern, futuristic yeah. piece of uh, transport. But you can get on it, and then when you leave Shakeside Road and go up towards the expo, yeah, there's a, it's Discovery Gardens, but you go along and filming it, it looks like you're filming a Wes Anderson set. Like the pinks and the yellows and the arches used in all these I buildings. Have to go. Yeah. Just Please. from like a aesthetic point of view, you will be obsessed with just taking this like ten minute train journey. Up. I I love that. I mean, I think there's a lot of um the architecture here mm-hmm. which can definitely sink so well into Wes Anderson. Definitely, definitely. Um, is it Darjeeling Express? He really yeah. like looked into India. And I think that if he were to do something here, there's a lot of architecture around Abu Dhabi, especially. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, there's the Children's Library. I think I've mentioned this on every podcast. I need you to stop talking about it. it. But it's that's a beautiful what, building. If I can fangirl you for a second, on your Instagram, <laughs> you like find corners of just like beauty and architecture everywhere you go. And that's what you, yeah, that's you'll definitely thing. enjoy about. That's my thing. This I, lo- bit of I like buildings. Journey. Yeah. Buildings, buildings. Buildings, buildings. <laughs> buildings and cake. Beautiful. <laughs> buildings and cake. <laughs> right, so we've shuffled around because it's that time it of is the podcast time. that we bring in Man About Man Town. Is here. I have arrived. I'm here. Hello, hi, welcome. <laughs> You've graced us with your presence. Have you missed me? Yeah, I have. <laughs> oh, good. You're always gallivanting off, running away. 
doing I, things. Or am I just reading? I don't know. I feel like this past week and everything I have to tell you guys today is all kind of word and book related. That's the best That's possible the best. news. Yeah. So yeah. you can travel and gallivant from the comfort of your home. I like I'm, to be in a, one chair in yeah. gallivant. <laughs> That's the kind of thing my dad would say to me. Inez, you can travel if you just read, read. more. I mean, he's true. I agree with him. He sounds like a wise man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Send him this part of the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout out to Baba. So I wanted to talk to you guys today about a really interesting discovery that I made. Tell us. Are you excited to hear? Yeah. So everyone's always talking about AI and there's lots of like, um, you know, polarizing opinions about AI. We steal our jobs. Yeah, exactly. All that stuff. So I, being a, a vivacious reader, I once read this book when I was 12 um, about a vampire who lived in L.A., and who was trying to solve the case who, of who was trying to murder her. And she'd been around, she's been living for 15,000 years. So she is a, you know, one of the first vampires. But I never remembered the name of the book. I lost the book. Never uh. remembered the name of the book, the author or the character. And it was a really good book. It was written really well. And it had lots of interesting historical facts. So over the years, I've been Googling, trying to find, you know, trying to write the right words. That's like a vampire. funny Google search. It's a funny Google search. And given the... the, the I feel like you get Twilight. I was just going to say. <laughs> Sorry, I took thanks, much No, it's okay. Thanks to Twilight, that was the first five pages of Google was just Twilight, Twilight, mm. Twilight stuff. Until AI. Wow. So, yeah, I started using this AI power search engine called Perplexity. And I just Googled, oh, not Googled. I just wrote um, Vampire LA 15,000 Years. And it gave me like three or four options. And one of them was the book. No. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's the book is called The Last Vampire by Christopher Pike. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Christopher Pike. No. He's like this American author that lo wrote lots of sort of like thriller books for teenagers. Do you guys remember the Goosebumps series? Yes. Errol Stein. He was the one that you would read after that. He's okay. like a little bit okay. more like serious, a little bit more elevated than Errol Stein. So yeah, I found this book and I couldn't believe that it took me like 15 years to You're find this your book. Age. I know, I'm showing my age. <laughs> so um, I ordered it on my Kindle and I've been reading it. There's a series of six books and it's been, it's just as good as I remembered, but I, I know that we have issues with AI, but I'm not an AI hater right now. I, I'm, I'm very grateful for AI yeah. finding me this book. That is amazing. I'm going to, after this, going to go see if it kind of coughs up any of my old memories. I think that's so nice. I think there's something so nostalgic as well about a book that you remember in a period of time. There was like, mm. you know, especially in like, teen years I remember those really like formative books yeah. yeah and is it holding up it's holding up it's timeless I love that it, it is. and what I find interesting is that we're using something really really new new technology to discover old things I think that as a concept is really cool for from AI you know yeah that's really nice yeah, yeah. I'm Wow, I need to I need to think of some things that I need AI to do for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you can be like, dear AI, please rewrite this book. Just give me a new one when it's finished. And then that's when we're all out of business. So that's problematic. <laughs> but speaking of books, I want to tell you guys, I went yesterday to um, an opening of a, a... Have you guys heard of Asseline before? No. Yeah. So Asseline is a luxury publishing company. They publish really, really beautiful, thick coffee table books about art, culture, music, fashion. You'll definitely have seen them. They're like, they're big, chunky books and they've always got like quite vibrant colors. Mm -hmm. I've yeah. seen them. I've yeah. seen them. I've actually just got a top coffee table. 
I know. Oh, everyone. okay. Yeah, everyone's so excited. I just moved to the country, Stop guys. Stop the record. <laughs> I just got a coffee table. There's finally been... somewhere to put them on. Yeah, we're even putting your coffee and your it's other things on. Balancing on the side of the chair. Okay. It's been quite stressful. Farah, you came around the other day and you were like, this is quite stressful. Oh, I moved a chair to behind her sofa and turned it into a coffee table for myself because I couldn't handle the stress of spilling. I'm really slowly trying to fill my flat and make it feel like a home, but I didn't ship anything over from the UK. So yeah, a coffee table book sounds great. Yeah, now, now it's perfect. Now that because, she can have one. Exactly. Because they've just opened their first flagship store uh, in Dubai in the Mall of the Emirates in the, that concept store. Have you been to that concept store? Yeah. So it's a very cool department store that has lots of really cool hip brands. Mm. Um, and so they have a whole corner dedicated to Asseline. And they have an amazing books like books about Yves Saint Laurent, about Andy Warhol, about even like niche things like Frida Kahlo's. Um, influence on fashion, for example. So oh, it's love. really, really interesting stuff. And they've also done some cool books about Dubai. So they have a book about uh, the Dubai Mall. They have a book about Sheikh Zayed. They have a book about Dubai as part of their travel series. They have this really cool travel series, which is um, one book dedicated to each city. So like Marrakesh, Cairo, Dubai, love. Ibiza. And they all have these really cool, bright, colorful um, covers. And they've done, I think, like 17 or 18 books about Saudi. So like yeah. Saudi coffee, Saudi artists. That would make a great cool. gift. Exactly. With the holiday season coming up, like if you're looking yeah. for a gift, I think always get me a book, any kind of book. I love it. So it's it's the best it's the best thing to give. And I got to speak to Alex Asseline, who is the son of the founder. Uh, he was there yesterday and he was talking about how he's, it was his first time in the region and how he's so excited to be traveling and to see what other really cool stories that they can create about the region. So whether it's UAE or or Saudi or any other place. And there's uh, just the so much. Yeah, there's so much. There's so much. So, Undiscovered yeah. So go check it out. Go okay, definitely going to check that out. Yeah. Shopping. Yeah. Do some shopping. 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 Are you guys ready for my segue? Yeah, go on. Speaking of the written word. Mike drops. Mike drops. A little bit. Yeah, let's not drop the mic here. But yeah, speaking they of... They are precarious. <laughs> speaking of the um, written word, the, um, Dubai, the first Dubai Calligraphy Biennale is happening right now in Dubai. So that started in October the 1st and it's running all the way until October 30th. What is the Dubai Calligraphy Biennale? Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask. I can read it in your face. Yes. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah. So basically, there are 19 exhibitions in different galleries all across the UA, all across Dubai, sorry, that are dedicating this whole month to calligraphy. So there's all different kinds of artists, not just from the region, but from around the world. So you have like um, Arab calligraphers, um, calligraphers from um, other parts of the region, and they're all interpreting calligraphy in their own way. So you have Love. exhibitions at the Foundry in downtown, in Asafa Design, uh, Art and Design Library, in the Tihad Museum. And what's really cool about it is that we all think of, we all have sort of like an impression of what calligraphy is, right? Mm. We think about the old way of, of writing yeah. Arabic. But what's so cool about this exhibition is, all these exhibitions, is that it's so diverse. You see how calligraphy can be interpreted into jewelry, into fashion, into textiles, yeah. into sculpture, into it's painting. It's just everywhere. It's, it's such everywhere. a dominant art, like form. art form in the UAE and in the Middle East in general. I've always loved calligraphy, mm. especially I think Arabic language does lend itself quite well to it. Yeah, it does. And also what's really cool seeing all these different shows as well is that you you look at the link between something that's so old, yep. but how it's been reinterpreted into like a modern contemporary way yeah. in ways that we can wear or as we can have online or on our wall. Mm. So it's I highly suggest that people check out any of the exhibitions that are going on. Great. Yeah. That sounds super exciting. And 
I'm going to do a segue now. Okay, go. Okay, so we spoke about Roald Dahl and Wes Anderson. Uh-huh. And I think there's been something that's happening at the Dubai Opera House. Yeah, I think so. Well, this is a good segue because it's also an intersection between books and culture. This is hey. it. And oh, I think he's better than I and am the stage. <laughs> Man, I think... Uh, You're like... Cool back to what we were speaking about <laughs> cool 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an intersection slash segue. We should find a name for that. A seg intersection way. Okay, you know what? I'm not an expert at that. But um, Leave the puns yeah, to us Yeah, I'll there. leave the puns to you guys. I'll just go <laughs> segue. So Matilda, it's on for, until the October the 15th at the Dubai Opera House. And I'm so excited to watch this one. I'm watching it this weekend because obviously we're all a fan of Roald Dahl. It's Matilda is one of my favorite uh, stories. I love the movie with Danny DeVito. I love the new movie with Emma Thompson on Netflix, the musical. Yeah. And this particular musical is a big deal. It's won over 99 awards internationally. It's huge. It's huge. And it's been in London, showing in London at the West End for like yeah. 12 years May or something. I've seen it. Oh, you've seen it? Oh, so you know. <laughs> so my daughter is a huge Matilda fan. How so old we took daughter? her back in, in London. She is seven, soon okay. to be eight. Perfect age. Dahlia absolutely adores Matilda. And she went to go and see it. And it is really good. Really good writing as well. Yeah. Like the adaptation is superb. So yeah, it's coming here. It's coming here at Dubai Opera. Well, I mean, it here. is here. It's yeah. Here. Until yeah. the 15th. And there's still tickets available if you want to go. Oh. And if you haven't been to the Dubai Opera House, what are you doing with your life? It's one of the best places. Wow. I love going there. Have you been yet? No. Right. No, you, can do, you can do tours. <laughs> I think they have tours really? every other Saturday. I'll, I'll double check. Okay. But yeah, you can go and they take you around and you see the stage. You see like, it's, it's amazing. very cool. It's a beautiful, beautiful It's stunning. an incredible building yeah. and it is well worth going and any shows that are coming up that you have even like the mildest interest in, it's like worth going. I think for. when I first came to Dubai, I remember it was in construction and just thinking like oh. that's a big, big building. Oh, like yeah. a while ago, not yeah. like last year. Yeah. <laughs> a long time ago. See, it's been open for a minute. <laughs> Before I had my daughter. Um, but yeah, that would be, I, I think like, um, it was funny because yesterday actually um, one of my colleagues messaged me and was like, has your daughter seen Matilda? <laughs> <laughs> I just went to see Matilda. It's brilliant. And you're based in Abu Dhabi, right? Yeah. So you'll have to do the trek out there, but... It's worth it. It's worth it. It is it worth it. Because <laughs> I'm going to do the trek out here in January for Hamilton. And I am also. Oh. Yeah. May I sleep in your house? Thanks. <laughs> yes, you may. <laughs> Sleepover. <laughs> so no place is too far to go to for a good musical. This is the lesson we should walk away with today. I think 100%. Like, I think people often like talk about the drive between here and Dubai as That's being this bad. like drive. And is, I'm from we London. Do it, we, do, we do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm from London. Like driving from like one part of London to another in an hour is like seen as a victory. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, like, it's taken me a lot longer to get across London, um, probably like two hours or so. So it's just like, it's not, and it's usually like no traffic. Like, yeah, and you know, if it. you can carpool with somebody, carpool, because that way they can drive and you can read or look at your phone. That's or you I can do. listen to Culture Bites. Or oh. you can listen, oh my God, segue. <laughs> listen to Culture Bites. <laughs> this is the it's perfect the the thing to do with your hour. <laughs> Okay, then. So I think that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and we hope, promise you lots of interesting stories for next week. And if you've liked this episode, please follow and subscribe. Tell all your friends and family to do the same. Bye. Bye. Bye.